Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Basketball Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. The more kids, the more of these top guys go to a school other than Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and uh, whatever one else you want to pick spreads out the talent. Yep. With SI's Pat Forty. Again, there there are some schools at the forefront of both football and basketball that have been slow on the draw on NIL. And we'll see if it comes back to hurt them. Here's Pat and Dan. Uh, welcome to the pod. Lots going on. Sweet 16. We're going to pick all eight games. We've got uh, we got to get some NIL, both in college football and in uh, college basketball. Uh, we have got an update on the Pusha T fish dish. Fish escalation. Dis. Escalation. Escalation. A mystery. We got a lot going on with that. Arby's versus McDonald's on the filet fish How can you expect us to trust a square fish? <laughs> <laughs> Truly, one of the one of the. <laughs> I mean, you know, can't argue got a point. with that. <laughs> got a point. Update on our pool. I believe I'm in sixth place, according to Sully, but I can't remember what name I entered under. <laughs> can't remember what name the you listener entered? pool. I think I'm in sixth place right now. I Pat, I've, you're in tied for thirty second. I don't find this to be accurate. Sully, you're in forty fifth, and you've got Tennessee and Kentucky out. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely I'm killing you guys. I'm killing you guys. Are we yeah. using like is this is this I, I'm I'm alleging voter fraud and ballot stuffing and all kinds of other machinations here. Stop the steal. There's a bunch of people in this in this group and th- there's there's taps. There's there's all sorts of <laughs> names that and I, I, I was just like, all right, I'm just going to wait until I get our identity was stolen yep. by our listeners in the listener pool. But I like to say that I am I who who's in first because that might be me. Uh, it is Craig Kramer. Yes, Craig. that's it. Craig Kramer. That's yeah, what I entered under. <laughs> Craig Kramer. Uh-huh. That was it. A Jody uh-huh. is in second, and Kevin's super bracket is also tied. There's a bunch of people tied for second right now. All so. right. Okay. I don't trust any of it. <laughs> My picks Pat. have been good. How am I in tied for 31st? 32nd. No, 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 no. 32nd. Whatever. Not 31st. <laughs> Maybe I altered my picks badly for our bracket. Anyway, I'll make a comeback. I've got all my final four left. I know that. Yeah. Uh, you have out the possible points. You have 161, which which would win the pool. There. Ooh. See? Okay. How many do I have? 100, 144. So. So I have a much, as in every other aspect of life, I have a higher ceiling than you do. <laughs> Uh, how's the view from back there? And, yeah. and as as in everything else in life, you fail to live up to your potential. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's better to be a, a high floor, low ceiling person. I understand <laughs> that. <laughs> All right. Uh, biggest news since the uh, the uh, NCAA basketball tournament ended, uh, in my opinion, was uh, St. Peter's uh, star, breakout star, even though he's not even a a, a, a starter. Doug Eddard, guy shoots threes and grows a mustache. <laughs> That's all he does. What else do you need to do? Well, he also sells Buffalo Wild Wings. He's got an NIL deal with BW3. And uh, if you haven't seen the picture, 
This is this is one of the great NIL deals of all time. <laughs> it is. It, it's thing. just a, him sitting at this kind of regular looking Formica table with a bunch of BW3s in front of him. He's got the fries. Looks like he's got some he's got six different types of wings. He's just holding one up. His hair is a mess. He's wearing a black T-shirt. There's a thermostat behind him. It's like the corner of like a it's like the a corner dorm. of his apartment in Jersey City. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, you know, it's great. Uh, like then the boxes of the food are like all greasy and everything. You know, I was lo- exactly lo- made me hungry. Yeah, it did make me hungry too. But the presentation is not like. You know, the New York Times food section. Also, that man went bone in. Our man went bone in. And it looks like he's got a lot of good flavors going on. And they definitely hooked him up. Because sometimes my issue with B-dubs is they they skimp on the the sauces. And it can kind of get a little light. Especially if you go start going like lemon pepper and 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 the and more of the the seasoning sauces, and they really can skimp you. So he he went all in, and I'm I'm enjoying the setup of his. Honestly, it looks like he's got some some hot in there, maybe some some Parmesan garlic. Good selection. We we clearly got the BW connoisseur here in uh, in yeah. Sully. That was that was impassioned. That was the <laughs> most passionate I've heard Sully speak about anything. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it's, it's I mean it's a fine collection. BW, my my they, they sometimes their wings are a little bit just kind of flabby. I want them a little more crisp, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but Doug Eddard, you score twenty against Kentucky and knock out Kentucky. I think you uh, you've earned your way getting some nil good for you i want to know what kevin pitsnoggle would have got how much oh, money man. kevin pitsnoggle oh. is somewhere roaming around west virginia going how much bw i could have had a lifetime of bw3s <laughs> yeah uh, i love it this is nil at its best i yeah. think even the critics of nil the 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 sky is falling nil people ha, are, are in on this like how, how could you not be right random saint peter's <laughs> sixth man gets national chicken wing deal right you know and maybe all it is is like all the wings you want for a year or something so what it's awesome <laughs> right that's a lot of wings when you're that age yeah not gonna take oh, that that's I a mean, free meal for a long time after the season's yeah. over i would be there every single day if i were done uh so tremendous uh on that uh however nil is uh rearing it's it's engulfed in controversy uh, the big news in college football, Tennessee gets five-star QB, Nico Iamaleva from Long Beach Poly. Five-star, uh, one of the top three, four quarterbacks in the country. You got Arch Manning, who we obviously have been dealing with. We have uh, Malachi Nelson, who's committed to USC after previously being committed to Oklahoma. You got Dante Moore uh, out of Detroit. You know, might might be Notre Dame, might be Michigan, might be who knows where. Getting a lot of attention from schools in the South lately, too. A lot of schools in the South. Kid can play. I've seen him play. He's tremendous. And now we have Nico. So, however, the big story here is uh, a couple weeks ago, the Athletic put out a story that there was a, a deal on the table for a Calif- somebody in California for an NIL deal that would pay like three hundred fifty grand up front. And then over the course of as many as four years could hit $8 million in incentives. So it was an $8 million deal to go play at college, college football somewhere. Is that an accurate story? I certainly trust the athletic, but you never know. That could be someone showing you a, a contract. You don't know if that's been rendered. You don't know if the thing's legal. You don't, uh, there's a lot of questions on it. And, and we don't know who it, who it, who it goes to. But here you got a guy going from LA to, uh, to, to Tennessee. For, eight, for potentially $8 million. So let's start with this. Are you concerned about this, Pat? Um, I, guess I, I, I guess I would have to decide what concern means. Uh, you know, it, it, it's an unbelievable number, a huge number. And really, I guess my concern isn't so much, is this a pure recruiting inducement? That's for the NCAA to figure out. And when they, if they do figure it out and arrive at an actual cogent and enforceable set of rules, then yeah, people should play by them. Until we get to that point, I, I mean, whatever. You know, this is very much an ask forgiveness, not permission t- point in time in college athletics. The bigger concern to me is are you going to warp this kid's future, throwing $8 million at him? Is he ready to handle that? Uh, you know, what, what, what are going to be the, you know, the, what's the amount of pressure that's being put on him and how's he going to respond to it? And will he live up to it? And then 
what happens if he doesn't? Does everybody, you know, jump down his throat? I mean, we, we saw Spencer Rattler get two cars and not do very well. Now, is those two things related? I don't know. But sometimes piling money on 18-year-olds has adverse effects as much as they may enjoy the money or the family may enjoy the money. Uh, I agree with all that. I just think that should be the uh, right of the player and the family to refuse or accept, right? Sure. I don't need to be uh, the nanny state on him yeah. uh, on that. He'll be paid 350 almost immediately. This is just unnamed five-star record, um, followed by monthly payouts escalating to more than $2 million a year once he begins his college career in exchange for making public appearance, taking part in social media and other NIL activities. So this is a collective. This isn't one one thing he could also probably get additional nil if he buffalo wild wings wants to throw him some uh you know some uh some wings they can do it too i'll be interested to see where where the the market hits on these this does not bother me uh at all whether it ruins the kid or not that's up to him uh lots of kids get ruined at, co- at college okay not yeah. only college though but you got 18 year old kids getting drafted to the mlb and the nba too now so. and the nhl and yeah and the NHL. I, 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 so it happens. whatever it's true that's yeah. true no Right. Suni Lee won the gold. You know, I mean, the pressure is enormous all over the place. So it it, it just is what it is. I'm fine with it. it. It will work or not. Is this a good deal for let's let's say this is Tennessee. Okay, let's say Tennessee did this. They set this up, not the university, but this collective on the side. Is this a good idea? You mentioned Spencer Rattler. I mean, I'm looking back at the rivals QBs from the class of 2019. Spencer Rattler would have gotten that kind of a deal. Jaden Daniels, Dewan Mathis, KJ Jefferson, yeah. Taysan. I cannot pronounce this kid's last name. He went to Clemson. Uh, those are the dual oh, threats. Yep. yep. Uh, I mean, these are the top five guys. Jordan Yates. Okay, so somebody could have paid that kind of money. Pro style in class of 2019. Bo Nix, Graham Mertz, Ryan Holinsky, Sam Howell, Dylan Morris, Hank Bachmeyer. Yeah, you want to give $8 million to any of those guys? Yeah, but you put on the highlight tape of this kid, and granted, I've watched two minutes of him, and you tell me you tell me if you're going to give – he's better than Bo Nix after three plays. This kid is 6'6", 205, and this is no Bo You can find three Nicks. really good plays from Bo Nix. So oh, like, you, you absolutely you, can, but I, this is no, no Bo Nix now. Let's, let's just right. – <laughs> Well, you don't know that. No, you don't know that at all. Year to year, they're going to bid on whether that's you want to know who the number? F- okay, Bo he's Nix number. He's not six six two oh five and runs like this and can throw across his body like this. Okay, just okay. Saying. Who could? DJ Uyunglele. Yeah. And now, does anybody want to give him eight million? No, no sure he's no, going to be I, the starter. I, I, you want to know who? I'm just saying. You want to know who different. the number four quarterback in 2018 from rivals was? Mm-hmm. Who was six foot six? Tanner McKee. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Went to Stanford. Go. Yeah. Now he's, he's it's done. hit or miss. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm not I'm not arguing that, but this number is one a that year, different. number one, Trevor Lawrence, JT yeah. Daniels, right. Matt Worth Corral, right? Tanner, Jack Tuttle. All right. Uh dual threat that year, 2018. I'm just saying you're naming off a lot of names and not all of them are consensus. So Justin like the, Fields. The consensus between the three big guys, the hit rate on that is very high. Well, how about Joey Gatewood? Yeah, yeah. there you go. Could be Joey Gatewood. Yeah, I I just I'm mean, looking at this. This is 2018. Justin Fields, okay, but he didn't even go and stay at Georgia. DTR UCLA. Joey Gatewood. Justin Rogers at TCU. Phil uh, Jerkovec, who started at Notre Dame, is now at Boston College. Emory Jones is sixth. I mean, it's it it, it will be interesting to see how how high this goes. What a guy is worth. Um, I wish all these guys do great, but a lot of quarterbacks transfer uh, for every, for every, I mean, of that whole list, who didn't transfer Trevor Lawrence, Matt Corral, and like about anybody else, Graham Mertz has not transferred, Bachmeyer, Powell didn't, but I mean, again, here, there's the money. So I don't know. I don't know what number this is getting at. The issue is, and this is what's got a lot of people fired up, is this is just a straight inducement to go play at Tennessee if this is if this is the actual thing. Um, now, there have been inducements, not, of course, at Tennessee. We know they would never. <laughs> never. Not in McDonald's <laughs> bags or otherwise. <laughs> never, ever. Hey, we've switched to Hardy's bags now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> There's always been inducements. 
to me, this is what I've always said. It's going to spread out the talent. This is the first time in a very long time that Tennessee has gotten a five-star quarterback. They got a kid from California to go to Tennessee. Everyone, well, uh, uh, well, guess who's guess who's a California quarterback starting at Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, Alabama, yeah, you know, JT Daniels ended up at Georgia. Like he goes to Tennessee last year. What was one of the top recruiting classes or number one or two? Texas A and M. They had never recruited that well. People, well, they just bought all their. Class. That's fine. The more kids, the more of these top guys go to a school other than. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and uh, whatever one else you want to pick spreads out the talent. Yep. Now, is he worth this money? I would say this about Nico. He's worth a lot, even if he doesn't pan out, because he should bring other really good recruits with him. He will create enormous excitement in recruiting because Tennessee can walk around now going, hey, we got the guy. You want to come put, you want to catch passes here? Right. We got an NFL quarterback coming. And that is what those guys can do for you. Now, certain schools get it running so good, it doesn't matter. But players want to play with other great players, especially receivers, tight ends, all of that. When you've got a quarterback, it, it, they do it. Even the NFL, it's like you want to you sign where there's a good quarterback, right? There's a lot more, lot more interest in going to play in Cleveland right now for Deshaun Watson than when Baker Mayfield was throwing you passes. Um, so he has value beyond whether he even completes a pass no. because he could bring in other players. So. He does. It's probably does. worth it for Tennessee no matter what. The inducement doesn't matter to me. If it's a bunch of Tennessee fans, not my money, want to pay a kid in Long Beach, Polly, three hundred and fifty grand at right off the kick. Cool. Right. Uh, in in the unstructured environs in which we're in, yeah. Do what you can do. Uh and then we'll see what the how the NCAA responds, if they respond. Uh but yeah, they the the Caveat emptor, buyer beware is going to be significant in all of these situations. And we can go back and look at how many schools, when it was fully illegal to pay players anything, how many schools spent incredible amounts of money on players who sucked, you know, or just weren't weren't good enough or didn't stay or got hurt or whatever. You know, the, one of the big ironies of uh, Kentucky getting darn near the death penalty in a two-year postseason ban in the late 80s uh, was that they were the guy they were cheating for was Chris Mills, who was pretty good player, but that was it. Like, you know what? You really you did that for Chris Mills, and then you went. I mean, you go through scandal after scandal and bad evaluations by the bagmen. <laughs> Those can hurt you <laughs> if your bagmen are bad evaluators, or you're telling them bad players to pay. Doesn't work out very well. But now, as we've said before, the the embarrassment is more public because everybody knows who you're paying. Interesting, yeah, and and. Paying early, like it is not uncommon for kids to start getting a stipend early. They may not get a $350,000 drop. Payments, payments to parents early. Yeah. Lock them up early. Right. Man, and I, I, I'll tell you this story. I This this happened a while. This is a long time ago when I covered college basketball because kind of in the middle. I knew I could not report this story because I was kind of in the middle of the story. But this is a true story. There was a recruit in the South committed he committed to the state school as like a sophomore junior very good basketball player but not you know not number one player or anything and the school school was paying his parents his mom's wall uh you know electric gas car paying all the bills that's how somebody at the somebody associated with the school is paying all the bills senior year comes along he doesn't want to go there anymore he takes a visit to a different school and on the visit word comes out he's committed and he's going to flip and he's going to this other school and within 24 hours, the electricity is off. <laughs> yeah, in mom's house. Oh yeah, no, I I've heard the same. I've heard the same story very recently. Well, within the last three or four years, with uh, a football player uh, in the South, where yeah, it was actually it was with the phone though. By the time he got back from the visit, he wasn't supposed to take no more phone. Yeah, yeah. phone is one too. That used to be a big one. Yeah, yep. We'll shut off your phone so no one can call you. Right, you're out. Mom now is in the dark. And no, and getting told if this commitment, this flip sticks through, it's going to get cold. Right. Yeah. And you try figuring it out. You try getting the money to pay the back. But whatever the heck is going on, kid ends up staying at the school and never panned out. So that's, this stuff gone on for a long time. And that's oh, a yeah. hell of a lot worse than this. Because oh, yeah. that's all like so shady. The people are blackmailed. They can't say a word. And um, that's, and, yes. That, 
That's one thing that this is better about is at least you can't strong arm people behind the scenes, at least not as much, theoretically, right? Theoretically. You know I mean? That these sort of dirty deals, dirty tactics can't go on. Now, they go both ways, too. I remember a story, basketball player in the South who uh, was going to go to the big state school in his state, committed, took the money, then turned pro. And the intermediary who made the deal had to, like, go to the family's house and say, look, I, I, I got to get their money back. Right, <laughs> right, right. They gave you 60000 I need the 60000 or at least as much of it as you still have. Yeah, it, both goes, it goes both ways. Quinn Ewers got his bag and went to Texas. Yep. So all of this can happen. I don't know why they worked this out. So that part is, is there, too. This is the example. Tennessee's got money. They, were they getting top recruits? Also, if Nico's only going to Tennessee because of this money, He's getting offered by other people. That's stupid. He's going because he thinks Josh Heupel can help him get to the league. Yeah, they broke eight offensive records in year one. So. Yeah, I mean, this is good money, but Deshaun Watson just got $230 million guaranteed. Yeah, right. Despite having 22 sexual assault allocations yeah. against him. Okay, so the, the this is short money. It's big money, though, but it's short money. But I think his value to Tennessee goes beyond whether he actually completes a pass because they will get other good players. There is a lot of people going to be excited about Tennessee football because of this. And now, yes, is there enormous pressure for him to 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 deliver even more than other five when you're a five star recruit? Because now people are like, oh, this is the guy who made eight million. Well, we don't know that. Did he? We don't. Oh, there's a lot of things we don't know, but that that's going to be a pressure on top of that. But this is the situation. I just don't see it as the end of the world because a kid, a five-star quarterback shows Tennessee rather than shows Clemson or Alabama or the money that was spent goes to the family in Long Beach rather than building a mini golf course in the football facility <laughs> or a, a, an, a, an opulent waterfall, indoor waterfall yeah. to yeah. try to entice them. Everything's an enticement. You know who spends the most money, spent the most money last year on recruiting, who had the highest recruiting budget, and let's just say all legal? Georgia. Yeah. Guess who had the best players? <laughs> Georgia. You right? Everything's an enticement. Yep. So, cool. Some family in California is sitting around eating some good steak right now. <laughs> They're bypassing the BW3 for the steak, yes. So, no, I, I, again, yes, he, it's better for the overall competitive balance of the sport, and it does get money into better places and in a more above-board, transparent fashion. Um, I just and hope it works out for the young man. I hope it works out, but again, lots of people, it doesn't work out for whatever reason. But right. yes, we all hope it works out, um, but I just think, yeah. And then if if somebody else wants to pony up and get a guy, they can pony up and get a guy. Every school's got money. Yeah. Every school. They're yep. worth what you're. Somebody's willing to pay you. And yeah, if, and if there, if some schools out there looking at you as an eight billion dollar man, go for it. And my, shoot, my if he's guess half is as this, good as he's what he's supposed to be. They're going to get that number in jersey sales alone. Yeah, and my my guess is of this this supposed eight million dollars because it says it increases. This is the, the the athletic story says he'll be paid three of fifty almost immediately, followed by monthly payouts escalating to more than $2 million per year once he begins his college career. So I don't know if that's freshman year or like, hey, if you're still here as a junior and you're you're our Trevor Lawrence, mm -hmm. now you're making $3 million of the $8 million. Right. And that, that would be a much more wisely constructed deal from the right. player's standpoint. You know, like, let's, let's make sure you can really do it before we throw this much money at you. Yeah, right. So now it's like, hey, all right, you've, you've, you've started all that. Very incentive laden and all of that. I don't know. It's good. This is going to be wild, but I don't. I just don't see it as a uh, as a total disaster. All right. Also, an interesting development per Nicole Arbach at the at the Athletic. Uh, Adidas. Adidas is launching its own NIL network. It will be open to every eligible student athlete at Adidas partnered Division One schools. It will allow athletes to become Adidas influencers, essentially. The NIL network has an ability to reach over fifty thousand athletes across twenty three sports. The opportunity to become a paid brand ambassador for Adidas applies to more than 50,000 college athletes across all sports and genders. The program will first roll out at HBCU schools and Empower Five Leagues. So Adidas, and this is basically the heart of the FBI trial, <laughs> is paying players to go to Adidas schools, mm -hmm. which is the Brian Bowen situation. Yeah. Okay, This is the whole thing. They're now doing it above table. 
I am expecting Nike and Under Armour will be be, will be next very quickly. It only makes sense, right? Here's my question. It's, I mean, it's all extremely vague. You know, what you what you need to do to get the money, who gets the money? Is this like, you know, will it be the, the guy averaging 20 points a game gets 250,000, the guy averaging five points a game gets some gear or what? I, I don't know how that's, all that's going to work. I, but if you're the cross-country runner at, uh, at uh, Kansas, don't expect a big NIL. <laughs> no. Unless you got a million followers on Instagram. Unless you got a million reason. followers. All right. right. Yes. Yeah. But your your three stripe life is not going to be much different than your already current life. Uh, right. This goes back to my point a couple weeks ago about why somebody should hire a woman coach a men's team. What is Adidas is trying to sell shoes. These are this is corporate America, right? Yep. So what what is, what's one of the carve outs there? HBCU. Right. Okay. That's that's a brand. They want to be associated. Brands want to be associated with HBCUs. They want to be associated with women's sports. If I'm an Adidas school or I'm a Nike school, I'll put it this way. My alma mater, UMass, fired its coach. Call, right? Matt McCall. McCall. Matt, Matt McCall. McCall. I don't care. They've gone like 0 for 16. I had a friend of mine who's very involved. They're like, they've missed on 16 straight candidates or something for the men's job so far. I was going to say they fired him a long time ago. And they yeah, nobody yet, wants uh, the job. Made that hire, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I think they're a Nike school. If not, they're in Dia school, whatever. They got a shoe deal somewhere. <laughs> Some I'm going people. to one of these guys. Russell yeah. Athletic. And I'm saying we're going to be the pioneers. Yeah, Russell <laughs> L.A. gear. <laughs> Crocs. Cads, <laughs> pro cads. Yes. We got the Velcros. Velcros. <laughs> You get sketch well, those Reebok Reeboks had the Velcro Velcro back. Remember Reebok were actually hot for a while. That was Velcro good. shoes are huge when you got like a three year old. The oh, yeah, Swiss right? Velcro, best things that ever. Was, that was awesome best invention ever is not having to tie a little kid's shoe. Just <laughs> Velcro. Anyway, somebody ought to do this because if if Nike and Adidas have collectives and can do whatever they want, they're basically saying we're going to buy recruits for our school. Yeah, and you say hey. Wear the school. Wear the one that will sell you more merch because we're going to be a pioneering team. Or you could be UMass. Close your eyes and huck a dart at one of like 63 unproven assistant coaches somewhere and hope one of them turns out to be John Calipari too. You tell me what's a better deal. I ain't talking, and they're not going to get like Don Staley, obviously, right? But I mean, what, what is a better business plan than my plan or that plan? <laughs> You're playing always, Dan. Always. Always correct. <laughs> what do you got to lose? You suck. Well, Just cheer for the hockey team. We gave up on basketball. I'm <laughs> somebody's got to do this. They're dying to buy you players. You yeah. how what do you think Coach Prime's gonna do with this? So it's gonna be unbelievable. It's like he was Vegas. calling out he's spicy. He was calling out the NFL teams that didn't show up to their pro days yesterday. Was he really? Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. Named him out on Twitter. It's like, why are you not here? You're going to go to Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Good for him. But yeah, he might not no, have any I mean, players. I, I, it's just, a, I mean, this is this is this is significant. When you are at a marketing disadvantage, find a way to make, create an advantage. Why not some do something like that? I, 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 as we discussed regarding Dawn Staley, and that's she's she's an outlier. I mean, you have to get a a woman coach who can if if you if you decide to get a woman coach, it has to be somebody who can who yes. can sell herself. Obviously, and I don't and know, basketball. and I don't know that. I don't yeah. follow it close enough. I'm just saying, right. I would be looking in. This is a wide open thing. I want to be, I want in on that. Yeah. Some of these schools, especially a mid major, cannot figure out a way to ever have a collective that'll pay enough, or they got too many sports for their. You know, I just. It's 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 an opportunity. Let's just put it that way. Sure, especially sure. when you're not dealing with like, hey, what's our? Do we have any good? Do I think like Seton Hall should do it? No, they should hire Sheen Hallway. Yeah. Okay, right. they're going to hire Sheen Hall. Yeah. Should you know? But if you're just sitting there going, we ain't got anybody else. Like, at what point do you say, hey, this is an advantage, not just an obligation? Right. No, exactly. And that, again, that goes back to somewhat to the intrinsic reticence of the schools to even embrace. NIL or embrace an, a different business model. They, there's some schools that are still resistant to it. It's very interesting to me. And some of the more successful programs, because I think a lot of them think, well, we don't have to. But eventually, yes, you have to embrace NIL. You have to embrace collectives. You have to find ways. And then, yeah, if, you're at, if you are at the, the lower end of the shoe hierarchy, boy, yeah, I'd be trying to find ways to jump on this for sure. I mean, I don't know. 
find a way to climb. This this is really big for basketball. Yeah. Because this is basically what they set up, uh, you know, 25 years ago, or if not longer, I guess even longer. That's what Sonny Vaccaro was doing in the 70s. Oh, yeah, sure. It goes right. back that far. And then things escalated in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lane Kiffin got called a clown by uh, Jimbo Fisher, basically saying Texas A&M bought all its players. You know, he he points out like it's like it's like after free agency, people saying like, oh, you know, Buffalo Bills saying we just signed Von Miller and saying it had nothing to do with the millions we're going to pay him. He just really loved Buffalo. <laughs> right. OK, I mean, par- it was part of it. He wanted Maybe. to go play for Buffalo, but he Maybe. also was getting paid. Uh, Kiffin's point, uh, I just say how it is. I could call it a clown before saying how it is. NIL has a lot to do where players go. So, again, I just think this is a re-tilting of the board. It is. So if you're a power school and you think you've got it made, this is a disruptor. Yep. It, I, I mean, again, there there are some schools at the forefront of both football and basketball that have been slow on the draw on NIL. And we'll see if it comes back to hurt them because I, I think they feel like they don't have to. They've already got things the way they want it, but you can't keep things the way they are in this current climate. And that's where you got to all of a sudden Tennessee hadn't been very relevant for a long time. That could be a game changer, and you got to pay attention to that. The last consensus five-star quarterback Tennessee signed was James Banks in 2002, and the kid played wide receiver. He was a stud wide receiver, uh, but got kicked off the team for for faking drug tests. And mm-hmm. so, so you got to go pack to Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah. So, and that again, that's also some of the risk inherent on paying five stars sight unseen, or at least sight in your in your your school's uniform unseen. And even if he never makes it to campus, you know what's a bigger waste of money? A year ago, Tennessee paid Kevin Steele, <laughs> former Auburn assistant, $860,000, to work for less than two months as the interim head coach. Mm-hmm. $860,000 to do nothing at a time when nothing was going on. Yeah. I think his whole job then was like, okay, how many NCAA inquiry forms do we have to fill out uh, here? Compliance. Uh, And we're worried about about this. (laughs) Yeah. How much did Phil Fulmer get to go away after after doing a very poor job? Fulmer is the one who gave him that contract. Yeah. Right. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, oh, my God, what an unbelievable way all this money. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Two months, he did nothing. He wasn't ever coached a game or a practice or led a practice. Now he's at Miami. You yep. know, it's good. I hope he's got a sweet little beach house. <laughs> um, all right, one last thing about football. Uh, spring practices have brought have have begun. Uh, everyone's looking great. Everyone, everyone it's is looking good. Trope season. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody. Uh, <laughs> none better great than this. Job in the weight room, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger. Oh. Yep. Great, great, great motivation. Great group. Great group. Yeah, yeah. culture. Um, culture is great. But uh, this, this, this tweet, <laughs> this tweet from a media, uh, a apparent unbiased media member named Colin Coward, who <laughs> I like Colin, been lucky, fortunate enough to be a guest on the show many times. Good, yeah. he's funny. But I, I don't know if he's he's taking on the part of like the Lincoln Riley USC like uh, information director. Like, or what was that guy? The, the Iraqi? Yeah. <laughs> Iraqi. Baghdad Bob. Yeah, Baghdad Bob or like what? Mm-hmm. Or he's just going into channeling his inner Trump, who we know has been, uh, you know, prone to maybe overstatement. Colin Coward tweet. Sources tell me at Lincoln Riley, first USC practice was flawless. One observer noted, quote, some are calling it the greatest practice ever. On a college campus. Greatest show on turf. <laughs> Not greatest show on turf. Greatest practice ever on a college campus. An off-campus practice, like when they went Junction Boys, that was probably better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Brian took them to Junction. Uh, NFL practices are better. No, I mean, this is, I think he's just, it's just hysterics. Um, I, I, first off, multiple sources. Yeah. <laughs> then one I, observer noted some. I mean, you've been to every practice on, on around the nation. Um, well, observe multiple practices that on time. campus, only on, on campus. campus, on campus. You're right. You're right. I took this to be 100 percent tongue in cheek. Yeah, this I, was. I <laughs> thought it was hilarious. Hilarious. That's a great line. Yeah, 
Yeah, especially yes, the part many are calling it. I mean, it's it is straight out of the Trump playbook. Many people are some, saying, some, or some, some are calling. Okay, it. Yeah. not many. Some, some are calling it. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal uh, <clears throat> line. But uh, apparently, they're ready. I was looking at the comments; they're just great. <laughs> so the, someone goes, "I think they'll beat the '86 Bears," and another guy responds, "Well, those guys are all like in their '70s, and <laughs> yeah. Walter Payton died, so probably." <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah. I would hope USC. Down bunch, this would be a good time to play them. Good time I think to you catch probably, the '86 Bears. <laughs> good time to play the '86. We're better than the '86 Bears, aren't we all at this point? Schedule. Uh anyway. So the USC is. It's good. They're back. All right. Let's pick some March Madness. Since okay. I'm in sixth place and doing well. This is just preposterous. I'm sorry. I yeah, win some games and then you'll catch them. I swear. Completely fraudulent. I can't right? hear you from 32nd place. <laughs> I can't hear you. If Jody and what was the other guy, Craig, and those guys want to talk, I'll listen. This is Pat, no. Ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. Uh, and Sully, 40, 45th. How many people entered this thing? Uh, 150 something. All right. We've Good got job. a following. We have All a right, community. Fra- we have a us. community. We're building a community here. We, we need are. buzzwords. Yeah. <laughs> Buzzword. Start with uh, hooray, Ames. Versus the U. Hooray, Ames versus the U. Canes are giving two and a half. Over-under is 135.5. Pat, who you got? Canes. Uh, I mean, look. Hooray, Canes or Ames? Canes as in hurry, as in not the water people, as in not the fraudulent singers, as in not the middle American darlings. No. Uh, Miami. Iowa State. God bless them for getting this far. It's, It's awesome. You know, it's an incredible rebound from last year. New coach T.J. Osselberg has done phenomenally well. They cannot score. I'm not sure they they could score on air. I don't know if they could score 70 points playing nobody. So I am taking the Hurricanes to end this. And I think Iowa State and St. Peter's really are the only two teams in the field that can't win at all. St. Peter can't win at all. That's what I'm going yeah. with. They've got a bunch of guys from New Jersey and New York City. You yeah, there's a scared? lot of people from New York. When was the last time somebody from New York and New Jersey won it all? <laughs> it's one of the great fallacies. Yeah, New York right. guards are the only tough guards. That's right. right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Sully, who you got? Uh, give me the Canes. I, I really liked the, that first-round matchup between USC and, and, and Miami, and whoever was going to come out of that matchup was going to beat Auburn, was going to go on a pretty big run. And, yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Canes as well. Sully, play the song. You're taking up the taking the clones. I didn't say that yet. Okay. I want this song to be ringing out. Campus Town is that what they call it? Campus Town, I think. Your guess is as good as mine. BNC Fieldhouse, Mickey's Irish Pub, Mother's Pub. This is campus. This is the Campus Town Hangouts. Campus Town Hangouts. I want it. I want it. I want it blaring. I want it up and down Ames. I even want over in the old people section at Ames. <laughs> I want Hooray Ames going. I'll Number three school in the state. When it comes to water, you can have the tap water names or you can have Biscayne Bay, South Florida. Come on. I'll take Miami yes. and the quality of water. So I want you to play the song and enjoy the moment because Miami's going to beat you. Okay. All right. There you go. I'd, I'd do it. I'd, I'd pick I'd pick Iowa State, but I'm, I got a chance to win this thing. So <laughs> people are, t- I'm sixth place. I have a responsibility. Mm, mm. All right. Carolina versus UCLA. Two of the great uniforms, traditions, the whole bit. Yeah, that's a CBS dream Friday night match. It doesn't get a there. lot better than this. Yeah. Bruins given two and a half over under one four one point five. Oh man, oh, I'll take UCLA. We'll, we'll we'll keep believing in the Bruins. They shoot, they they know how to win at this time of year, and sure enough, they're doing it. A lot of people have called it, so it might not give you a whole lot of points in your pool. But putting putting money down, I would take the Bruins lay the points. Yeah, I'm taking the Bruins. The warning flag there, Jaime Jaquez, their uh, excellent forward wing player, tough as nails, uh, didn't practice yesterday. We'll see if he's uh, going to be ready for that game. But Mick Cronin kind of likes to talk up injuries. Uh, so I think Jaime Jaquez, you're, he's going to have to be like in a coma to not play this game. He's a battler and they do know how to win close games. That is what UCLA has done last year and this year in the tournament. And one thing I would do if I were Mick Cronin between Sunday and when this game tips off, I'd work on some full court press because North Carolina can't handle it. My God, their press offense was a disaster against Baylor. Now, they were being fouled on every single possession, but 
golly, they couldn't handle the ball. They couldn't pass. They couldn't find open players. Oh, so I would I would work some pressure up against Carolina and see if they can handle it any better because that was a glaring weakness. Uh, UCLA, Carolina's late season resurgence is uh, ends here. They did great. Beat Duke, made it to Sweet 16. Uh, about as good as you could expect. Uh, UCLA is, is legit. All right, moving to Philly. St. Peter's versus Purdue. I saw a video today of Purdue Pete doing the Rocky uh, video. <laughs> of course, on the steps of the Man, he's an ugly museum. bastard. He was not, they had not made it to Philly yet. He was doing, he did not run up the steps of the oh, art okay. museum. Okay. Uh, he simply went up like six steps on the Purdue campus. <laughs> there we go. Nothing on the Purdue campus is taller than 12 feet. Uh, that's true. Well, they got a giant statue of a boilermaker dude with a hammer. <laughs> that's okay, the only that's thing true. taller than 12 feet. He took a hammer to the speed bag too. Uh, we have many problems with Purdue. First, they lie. They lie about their drum being the world's biggest when it is not, and it's a disrespectful to the South Koreans. Uh, I also find Purdue to be extremely arrogant in the fact that they think that they are in West Lafayette when their Lafayette is too small to have a West. Don't try to get uppity and call it West Lafayette. It's just Lafayette. You're antagonizing a large fan base of relatively nice people. They are nice people, and they're good astronauts. And if you (laughs) need somebody to design like your electric vehicle, these are your people. (laughs) So why are you getting all uppity and pretending there's a West Lafayette? The whole damn place is like 12 blocks wide. Blame it on the Tippecanoe River. That's what runs through there and divides Lafayette and West Lafayette. It doesn't divide anything. (laughs) <laughs> it just runs through Lafayette. I will not succumb to this geographic elitism. You're from Lafayette. They're taking on St. Peter's. I mean, how many chicken wings did these guys eat this week after the free Buffalo Wild Wings order came in? But Philly is going to love St. Peter's. Uh, Purdue is giving 12 and a half over unders 135. Pat? Uh, well, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if... Uh... If St. Peter's covers the number, they're not going to win. I they, they're they're going to have a very hard time covering seven four two ninety five Zach Eady and six ten two fifty Trevion Williams. But you know Purdue. I, look, I'm picking Purdue to go to the Final Four. I'm sticking with that, ride or die with the Boilermakers. But they they they're not necessarily playing on a level right now where they're just crushing people. So uh, Purdue will win. If we're picking to cover, and I'm pretty, I'm, I can't go with St. Peter's in the Sweet 16. Purdue wins and covers. I'll, I'll give you on the Purdue mismatches. That's going to be way too much for the Peacocks, unfortunately. But it's going to be a very Peacock crowd. There's going to be a lot of tail feathers flapping in Philadelphia because it's right down the street. And then you get this atmosphere where you have a team like this in the tournament, and it instantly turns into a, a home environment for them. So that, that, that's going to get them to cover. But yeah, Purdue wins. Problem is with these types of teams like St. Peter's is they they shoot horribly when they get to the Sweet 16. This is where it ends, and the and and you have the matchup problem. But coming in, like if you were to say who's played best in this, if you did not look at the laundry, who's played best? St. Peter's is like middle of the pack. Yeah, at least. I mean, they played a great game against Kentucky, and they were never in doubt against Murray State. Yeah, a very good Murray State team. Right. Can they handle this? You know, that's the question. Uh, you look back, like, are they going to get, they scored 85 against Kentucky, 70. There's games this year where they had, you know, 60s, 58. Uh, you slow them down. Ryder scored 58 against Ryder, 49 against Ryder again. That's the defense I would go with, whatever Ryder was doing. <laughs> I'm they thinking, don't have Oscar Sheebway either. I'm so. thinking Purdue has got the uh, athletes to duplicate whatever Ryder did. Of course, well, you would have thought yes. Kentucky would have, too. To your point right. about not being able to shoot, uh, we are talking about the 265th ranked team in the country in effective field goal percentage per Ken Pomeroy. So. I guess this says Purdue to me. Holloway's heading to Seton Hall. Everyone else is heading to BW3s. <laughs> run, baby, run. Great run. That's it. I'll take Purdue. After saying all those nasty things about him. My Providence Friars representing Dunkin' Donuts. Scariest mascot taking on Kansas. Kansas is giving seven and a half. The over-under is 141.5. Sully, who you got? 
Give me the Jayhawks, as Pat was pointing out earlier in the week, that, you know, Providence, everybody's kind of an, an anointing them as, as an underrated team, and everybody's giving them their flowers as they, they should this week. They reached the Swift 16. A lot of ones and two seeds did not. So uh, good on the Friars for making it, but no, this is where they're running. Give me Kansas. Yep, I've been the Friar crank. I'll continue to be the Friar crank. Maybe they'll keep winning and make me look bad, but you beat South Dakota State in Richmond to get to this point, okay? South Dakota State, and a Richmond team that was nowhere near getting in this tournament until it won the A-10 tournament. Uh, Kansas is playing well, uh, although they they did struggle a bit with a Creighton team that had two major injuries. But really, Kansas is playing at a pretty consistently high level through the Big 12 tournament and so far in this one. Uh, Ochai Abaji, one of the best players in the country, uh, but he's getting some more help. They do need, again... Remy Martin has played well, the Arizona State transfer. He's he, he, They've been waiting for him to come on all season, and he finally did in Kansas City and then in the first round of that tournament. So I think they've got the firepower. They're not a great Bill self-defensive team, but they are certainly good enough to win and cover. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk, too much. Seven and a half is too low. Uh, I like them to, uh, to win and cover. Uh, sorry, sorry, Providence. Houston versus Arizona. These are the Thursday games, so we did the Friday, thir- you know, in case you, in case Thursday, you're listening to this after Thursday. Going to be a little bit of defensive intensity in this one. Houston is uh, getting one and a half, so Arizona is a one and a half point favorite. The over under one forty five point five. I'm going to ride with the Wildcats uh, because I picked them to go to the championship game before the thing started, uh, so I'm sticking with them. But this is a scary matchup. Because Houston's very, very good and will just make things harder for Arizona than Arizona's been, than Arizona likes it. That's not to say Arizona can't play a grinder, but they like to run and get out and go, you know, and have some freedom of movement offensively. Uh, Tommy Lloyd's a, a marked few guy, so he wants tempo and he wants movement. Hard to do that against Houston. They will make it hard for you to move freely. Uh, and we saw Houston. Is finding ways to score. That's been the big thing is can they can they score enough points? Uh, but they sure did against Illinois, made some big shots. They've got some guys stepping up there. Ben Matherin, that's a high-level NBA talent uh, for Arizona. Their big guys are playing great. Coloco has been awesome in the tournament. Kirk Kreese has been playing on a bad ankle. I think these these days of rest in between rounds will help him uh, get back to, to closer to 100%. And so I'm rolling with the Wildcats. I will take the Cougars. This is going to be a big cat fight in a phone booth, and that's exactly what they want. Um, Arizona's tough as nails, too. Uh, that, that's, that's a really good team. But, yeah, I'll take, I'll take Houston in the upset. I've been taking too many favorites here. I love Ben Matherin. Benedict. That's his first name. Yep, with two N's, Benedict. Benedict. He was a hockey player from Montreal. <laughs> he, <laughs> he outgrew it. This dude. I love him. Absolute man-child out there. It's my second favorite person from Montreal behind Patrice Bergeron. I'm taking Arizona to uh, to win this. Ends here for uh, for Houston. My, he might be my favorite player. He's- Texas Tech Duke. Is this it for K? Yes. <laughs> Sully already. Okay, we got Sully's pick. Then we got Sully's pick. Yeah. Sully takes Texas Tech. In in the in the interest of uh, of brevity, thank you, <laughs> Pat. Who you got? Duke's giving one and a half, one thirty seven five. Can taking, they handle the the pressure of the South Plains? Uh, they're going to put me on deadline pressure Friday night because it is going to be the end for Coach K, and I'm here to write it in San Francisco. So I think Texas Tech. Too physical, too tough defensively. Uh, they will make things very hard for Paolo Banquero, who's really good, uh, and the Duke guards. And this becomes a, a little bit of mauler ball. I think how the game is called will be important. If Duke can get a tighter whistle, it will help Duke. Uh, but I just think that Tech plays a problematic tournament style, and Duke has been wobbly. They have been, you know, the, the last several weeks i think has been been a, a bit of a toll on them i was impressed they did raise their game at the end against michigan state when they were about to get beaten and they made huge shots but i think uh this is the end and i'm writing coach k's farewell late on friday night first off it's west coast time b you're an internet sports writer deadline <laughs> it's not deadline there's they're gonna go to press do you know how the internet works pat I, i'm vaguely familiar with the internet yes okay are they think- publishing a Sports Illustrated cover story at like 1130 
it's PM Pacific time just... on on Thursday night. No, they are not. That's not how the magazine works. <laughs> so stop your crying about deadline. You have no deadline. I expect, I expect like Rudyard Kipling level writing. <laughs> okay, that's good. Dan Wetzel, who will be sitting in a bar Friday night watching this game, is Thursday now... night. I'll yeah. also be there Friday. Uh huh. Yeah, telling me not to not to whine about about writing. You, you... What about deadline? There's no deadline. All right. Texas Tech. There's going to be 97 Coach K columns. I'd like for mine not to be the 97th one to publish. Let's just try to be way. first. Number one in quality. Quality, Pat. <laughs> yeah. D-U-K-E-S-O-F-T. Tech's going to just maul him. Uh, I think, and I think if this thing's close, we saw Duke panic when they were going to lose to Carolina. And the panic in these poor players. I had I did not foresee this, but now I see it. Like it is annoying. It's too much pressure. Yeah, Maybe. the man's entire even the greatest college basketball coaches of all times career, seventy five year old icon, is on your shoulders at the free throw line, right? Yeah, yeah. Could we put a little more pressure on me? I'm already freaking out. It's the Sweet Sixteen. <laughs> Just play loose. Don't worry. Just play loose. How am I supposed to play loose? Well, the that- entire country is rooting against me. This is this man. Oh my god. I was just thinking uh, the only greater pressure in a game probably didn't word get out about John Wooden's retirement between games at the final four. Like they beat Louisville in the semifinals in 1975, then had to play Kentucky in the final on Monday and on Sunday word got out that he was retiring. I think that's the case. That was a win or die situation for those UCLA players. And they did, they won, but that would have been some pressure. Yeah, that would have been pressure. But, I mean, this is incredible pressure on these guys. And we saw them not be able to do it against Carolina. All right, Michigan versus Villanova. Villanova uh, giving four and a half over under 134.5. I'll take it, sure. Yeah, I think Michigan, I mean, shoot, they've been playing damn near perfectly the last couple rounds. Uh, Dickinson stud, but I think this Nova team is going to do what Tennessee couldn't do and play a clean game for the entire stretch, not go into eight minutes, the final eight minutes and start just peeing down your leg. These guards are going to hit their free throws. They're going to hit their shots down the stretch. It's this, you're not going up against Rick Barnes this round. So uh, give me the <laughs> Not even cats. close. No. Yeah, no. Villanova executes. That's the thing. I, I mean, Michigan is a problem because of their size, and Villanova's not a, a huge team, but they've had to play against other teams with size, and they've done fine. They, I think they will be okay. They... Colin Gillespie's playing at an incredible level. Justin Moore is playing at a very high level. Uh, Jermaine Samuels and Eric Dixon have been good. So I, they've got the core. They and they've got what the guy who's basically been the best tournament coach for the last however many years since 2016 since they won it. I am uh, rolling with the Wildcats here, but I think it's going to be close. What's the number on it? Four and a half Wildcats. Yeah, no, I'll I'll go ahead and stay with the uh, stay with the Wildcats to win and cover. Since that championship run, 2015-16 season, Jay Wright is 18 and three in March. That's not bad. If you're going to pick against, though, I'm not saying they're going to win it. You better be really sure. Uh, they were so good at the end of the game on Sunday. I, I tweeted out like every possession, someone's open. Yeah, right. Like they just are so good at executing that. And and you, there's so many bad possessions at the end of college basketball, March Madness games, where oh. someone's dribbling the clock or hucking up this off balance thing. It, 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 someone's always open on Villanova. Yep. They just, they figure out a way. Uh, spacing. They're a great spacing team. This is Michigan's kind of redeemed itself. It, 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 this is a nice run, but um, they have a lot of talent. But I just I don't I don't like it here. That's not enough for me to pick against Jay Wright. Uh, all right, finally, Arkansas versus Gonzaga should be a very fun game. Uh, it's going to be up tempo. It's going to let's go. Uh, you know, can the Hogs run with the Zags? That's going to be it. Vegas does not think so. Gonzaga is giving nine and a half. The over under though, a whopping one fifty four five. Okay, that's nine points higher than any other over under in those in the Sweet Sixteen. So wow. this should be fun. I mean, that's whatever, 78, 70, 79 to 78 yeah. or something. 78, 77. Yeah. It's a pretty I'll good game. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm going with the Gonzaga tournament experience. Uh, and they they want to play fast. Arkansas wants to play fast, but Gonzaga plays smart fast. You know, they don't just lose their minds. And sometimes Arkansas can do that. 
They they will just get to flying around the court and go for periods of time where it's like, what what all are you actually trying to do? Uh, they are they're very competitive bunch. They will not give in easily. It should be a lot of fun. They're super athletic. <clears throat> I mean, they they will get up and down the floor and they will get up in the air. So they are fun, fun to watch. But I just think Gonzaga's got a little bit of the eye of the tiger. And again, the experience of we've been to the final four, we're going back. Nobody's going to stop us. Yeah, I really like the Hogs. Jalen Williams is going to be a fun, fun test for the big men at Gonzaga down low. JG Note, stud, very, very athletic. And so was Memphis, and they gave him a hell of a game. So I'm going to pick the Zags to win, but I'll take the Hogs. On, I'll, I'll, I'll give me those nine and a half points. I think it's going to be closer than the experts think. I'll take Gonzaga to win and cover. That Memphis game convinced me that uh, this is the team I think will win the national championship. Although I may have already picked them, which is why I'm in sixth place. I can't remember. <laughs> okay, briefly. Bragging about what place you're in and not remembering who you picked to win the national doesn't matter. I'm in sixth. I know what number I'm in. There's an inconsistency. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. It would take a long time. It would be bad podcasting if I counted all the way to your your guys' numbers. Whatever. Quickly, Frozen 4 starts this weekend. Oh, all right. Who's in it? Michigan. Uh, let's go, baby. Michigan is the number one seed and the yeah. overwhelming favorite, and I'm picking Michigan. That's if you want right. to pick a team, go Who ahead. Who else is in it? Is there a Minnesota team in it? Miss, uh, the top four seeds are Michigan, uh, Minnesota State, okay, Mi- Western Michigan. <laughs> it's really going well. Denver. Oh, right. uh, there. Minnesota is also in it. Uh, let's see how many Minnesota teams we got. Minnesota Duluth is in it. St. Cloud State is in it. Last okay. year, we almost had the all-Minnesota Final Four. Right, right. But UMass uh, took care of that. Get out of the way, Minnesota people. North Dakota, Notre Dame, Harvard, all sorts of teams. You want to make a pick? You want to make a pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. Michigan, you call it? 100%. Owen Power and Luke Hughes, baby. That's a, oh my that's gosh, a one, you're two, dropping names even on us. Michigan's got like 23 NHL draft picks on the yeah, team. Like have, if like, they do not win, it's going to be a. Dis- I don't know how they lost nine games. The top five, right? Yeah. Luke Hughes was one of them to my New Jersey Devils, and they're going to win it. I would, uh, I would like to take the St. Cloud State whatevers because my nephew went to school there. But I'm going to take the Denver University Pioneers because I grew up in Colorado. Go Pios! All right, there you go. Should be fun. They got great regional sites this <laughs> year. Allentown, PA. Oh boy. <laughs> Loveland, Colorado, which is basically Denver. Worcester, Mass, and Albany, New York. Loveland's actually closer to Fort Collins. So Yeah. But it's a nice, well, very nice place. Yeah. There you go. Should be rocking. Should be rocking. Anyway, they play, and then they take a week off, and then they come back. Fi- Frozen Four in Boston. I'll take Michigan. They got a lot of good players. Uh, all right. Let's get to this uh, update on the Pusha T, uh, filet fish McDonald's. Uh, okay. As we, as we played last time. Uh, the Pusha T diss track fish sandwich diss track. He absolutely <laughs> rips the hell out of the filet fish <laughs> propping up the Arby's uh, spicy fish sandwich. Mm-hmm. Some really good stuff. A spicy fish diss is what they're calling. <laughs> this is <laughs> what a country. We who chronicle the chicken wars have been drawn into the fish wars. We We're have. very excited. This is a conflict that is spreading other fronts there is a backstory though okay uh pusha t claims he has laid claim that he and his brother uh who he used to rap under the name malice okay he now raps under the name no malice so okay he's taking his turn toward kindness that's good yeah it's like when ron artest changed his name to whatever like you know going (laughs) yeah right or world be free yeah meta world did ron artest change his name to Meta World, world Peace. Meta World Peace, right, after, like, causing the malice in the palace. Yes. So it's nice, nice. No malice. <clears throat> there we go. No malice. Well, they got malice against McDonald's, and I'll tell you why. They claim, back in 2003, that they wrote the jingle and song for I'm Loving It, the McDonald's jingle. So he played a little jingle there. We've all heard it. It's one of the longest-running, it is the longest-running marketing campaign in McDonald's history. Okay. Even, even beat out Mayor McCheese. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is Grimace? What is a Grimace? Does Pusha T, if Pusha T can tell me what a Grimace is, I'll support him. I will go eat this sandwich from Arby's. Uh, hamburger. Um, yeah. Pu- push it, uh, the Grimace scares the hell out of me. I understand what the Hamburglar is. I understand yeah, what right. the mayor is. But what is, what is this thing? Okay. 
Uh, and why would it make me hungry? What? <laughs> anyway, that's another podcast. That's oh, a that's a long podcast. There. All right. Get so, into Dan's psychological scarring from the evil grimace. McDonald's paid Justin Timberlake and Pharrell Williams, who you may have known, also had illustrious careers, maybe a little more than Pusha T, uh, for it. So there's a there's a lot of dispute on whether Pusha really uh, wrote this thing. But he tells uh, he tells um, Rolling Stone. I am solely responsible for the I'm loving it swag and the jingle of that company. That's just real. I'm the reason. Now I got to crush it. (laughs) So he was paid a one-time fee, but no royalties on I'm loving it, which I'm guessing was worth a lot Uh, of money. A lot of royalties. Holy. Yeah, that's played an awful lot of times on TV. I I did it at a very young age. At a very young time in my career, I wasn't asking for much money and ownership. It's something that's always dug at me later in life. Quote, damn it, I was part of this and I should have had more stake. <laughs> it was like half a million or a million dollars for me and my brother, but that's peanuts for as long as that's been running. I had to get that energy off me. And this ad was the perfect way to get that energy. Like, you know what? I'm over it. <laughs> so <laughs> his spicy fish diss comes from a an emotional pain. That's what makes it ring true, Pat. That's what makes it ring true. Clearly. Not only is uh, one sandwich better than the other, but when he's making fun of the square fish, how do you trust the square fish? When he's saying it's only half a piece of cheese on there, when he's saying it's got no taste, so they have to drown it in tartar sauce. That's coming from hurt. Yeah. It's very, this is a cathartic moment for, for Pusha, obviously, to be able to, to do this. So, okay. I, now that we understand the repressed, the repressed <laughs> trauma of all of this, I hope he's, he's sought therapy to get through it. Good for Arby's for helping him work through his pain. I hope spicy fish dish has more cultural impact. Cultural. If a fast food sandwich can have cultural impact, I, I hope it does too. So we had one of go. our listeners tried it and pronounced it far better than the filet of fish, right? I think they did. I think we yeah. did get some. Some of you guys immediately. Uh, this is why. <laughs> It's a scary influence. We're influencers, as we know. <laughs> That's why Arby should be buy, sp- sponsoring us. That's right. Or if McDonald's wants us to come back and make fun, I'm, 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 I'm buying. Yeah, I'm, we'll do the diss track back. I'll tell him. Pusha That's T fine. to go stuff it. <laughs> Whatever. Whoever's paying me, I'm on their side. I think the filet fish. I haven't had one in many, many years because I thought whatever. Whenever I had one, it was terrible. Yeah. No. It's no. decades. Not my thing. But there you go. That is the full update on the push of tea. So it's a little, it's, it's, it's angry out there on them streets. <laughs> yes, man. The fish, the fish wars have gotten off to a very volatile start. I will say it was a quick escalation. See if they can catch <laughs> up to the chicken wars, but uh, it's, it's, I'm impressed. Sully Panera is claiming they're going to start mm. a fish, a uh, chicken sandwich. Sully they don't want none of this, man. <laughs> that place is so overrated, man. It's like you. It's like what you, the meal you eat when you go visit grandma in the old folks' home is essentially what Panera is. But they they make you pay an exorbitant amount for your little. They give you an apple as a side. Like, come on. <laughs> This is awful. <laughs> they are going to get smoked by Popeyes. I bet Popeyes is not even shaking in their boots. They are laughing in their boots over there in, in Louisiana. Actually, I think it's in where is Popeyes headquarters. My question is, Sully, did you write a Panera jingle that you were not paid for? Because that there was some, <laughs> there is some animosity. Yeah, uh, the bread bowls okay. They have some decent soups and bread bowls, but that's about the only thing you can get there. You get a sandwich; it's going to be very underwhelming. It's it, it tastes like hospital food, y'all. That's it is what it is. <laughs> I'm loving. I, I it is overpriced. I think for the product, overpriced and slightly underflavored. Exactly like wildly fired up for their uh, chicken sandwich entry. They try too hard. They can't pull off. Like it's like it. It would work if it's. But you can't. Yeah, they try too hard. Anyway, yeah, Panera, yeah, Panera's got that very kind of mellow vibe. You know, you can't enter a war with a mellow like you know, yeah. Sit, yeah. sit by the fire in there and yeah, <laughs> students are are doing their homework. Yeah, right. Free, on know. the free Wi Fi, they're not getting the bagel section. War. You got the two different areas yeah, to go yeah. to. It's That's too much, not a war zone. Yeah. All right, let's uh, end this. We'll, we'll we'll let the stylings of Pusha T take us out. Play the song. Talk to you all 
next week when we got the final. I'm the reason the whole world love it. Now I gotta crush it. Filet your fishes. Then you should be disgusted. How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese, Mickey D's on a budget. All these crispy fish is simply it. With lines round the corner, we might need a guest list. Eggs is stage left, the sandwiches taste fresh. A little Cuba fish from a clown is basic. Say less, this argument is baseless. Drowned in tartar, that filet fish is tasteless. See, Arby's only deals in the greatness. I bet the house on it like it's Vegas. Look. I could sell water to a well. How could you ever think God failed? Yeah, the crispy fish sandwich blazing trails. The mother clown's just too frail. Yeah, if you know me and you know me well, all fish is gonna tip that scale. This is a paid advertisement brought to you by the unrivaled, the unparalleled Arby's. around you can find cars like these on auto trader like that car riding your tail or if you're tailgating right now all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on auto trader too are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time well multitasking pro cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars okay no flying cars but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader